I want to take a moment and recognize and honor those um, that have served our country. And so if you've served in the military or if you serve in the military or any form of the government in that capacity, can you just stand for a moment? Awesome, awesome. Um, can, can I ask? Can I ask if you can come forward? We've got a little thank you. So there's three of you. If you could come forward and we want to honor and thank you. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you, Harry. Natalie, your, your friend that is with you, did you serve in the military? Oh, okay. okay. No, no worries. Let's, let's thank them and recognize them. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You look shell-shocked. <laughs> that is actually a military term. I... I was reading about that. All right, children, you may be dismissed for Sunday school. Hallelujah. We're talking about the Holy Spirit the last few weeks, and I want to take a few minutes this morning to talk about the Holy Spirit. And what I'd like to do before we get too far is I'd like you, if you could, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. I want to read a, a few verses. It says in John 14, it says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, verse 15. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And Jesus here, in these conversations with Jesus that we've been having, and I talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago, but he's introducing the person of the Holy Spirit. I'd like to flip through a couple other chapters. If you stay there, and or if you move, sorry, to verse uh, chapter 16. Chapter 16. And in verse 12, it says, I still have many things to say to you, and this is Jesus, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his, author, his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. 
So the Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own authority, but he speaks what the Father and what Jesus have revealed to him. What I want us to see here in a very short couple minutes here is I want you to see that the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he actually, and I, it says that he testifies of Jesus. He will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit, what he does is he takes what is from Jesus, what Jesus has done, and he reveals it or he declares it to us. And this morning as we were worshiping, I believe the Holy Spirit was revealing Jesus to us. The Holy Spirit was revealing Jesus to us. And what he was revealing was he was revealing the beauty of our Savior. He was revealing the amazing beauty and the amazing splendor of the Savior that came to save us, to redeem us, to reestablish a relationship with God the Father. And as we were worshiping, I was just impressed in my spirit And I believe the Holy Spirit was impressing me that I want to give you a moment right now. If there's anybody here that does not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can accept him and believe him, and he will become your Savior immediately. It says, if we call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And that salvation involves a change of your position, a change of your citizenship. It takes you from the kingdom of darkness, and he brings you into the kingdom of his son. We sing that song, we're no longer slaves to fear. We're no longer slaves there, but now we're a child of God. And as we were worshiping this morning, the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me. And as we were singing these songs, I could just see Jesus being revealed. And I believe he was touching hearts here this morning. So what I'd like to do is I just want to, you you can talk to me later. You don't have to come right now. We're not going to have you come forward right now. But if, if you want to accept Christ as your Savior and give your life to him and say, I don't want to be the boss anymore, but I want to see that you paid it all, that you took my sin, that you took my place, what I deserved, you took, and I want to now honor you and believe you and give my life to you. That's what relationship with Jesus is all about. And the Holy Spirit, what he does is he takes the things from Jesus and he reveals them to us. In fact, Jesus says, you, i got things to tell you now, but you can't hear them. But I'm going to send the Spirit, and he's going to tell you. And this morning, I believe as we were worshiping, the presence of God was here. And he was impressing in me the beauty of my Savior. So if you want to accept Christ, you can just call on him, and you're saved. Peter, Peter, as he was preaching in Acts, he says, what do we need to do? And he says, repent and be baptized. Repent means to change the way you think. 
change the way we think. It's no longer all about David. Now I'm a citizen of heaven and it's all about my king. Amen? So I'd, I'd like, I'm just going to say a prayer. And what I'd like to do is, is if all of you could join me in that, even if you are a Christian, if you could just join me, and if you'd like to and you haven't accepted Christ, you can just join in that prayer, and then we'll have the sermon, and then afterwards we'll have some soup. And if, you, if this today was your birthday, I'd love to hear about it. So during Soup Sunday, you can come and chat with me. I'd love to hear. So if you could just bow your heads, close your eyes, and if you can just repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you took my place, that you suffered the things that I deserved, and I cry out to you that you would save my soul, and I thank you for that that I am now a citizen of heaven. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's give God a, a, a thanks. Hallelujah. I want to read you a quote from Charles Spurgeon, who is a theologian from years ago and he was an amazing preacher he made this quote without the spirit of God we can do nothing we are as ships without the wind branches without sap and like coals without fire we are useless this morning I want to talk about the spirit of God Holy Spirit I want to I spend some time thinking and looking at his power. A few weeks ago, I talked about the person of the Holy Spirit in John 14, 15, and 16 were my main passages where Jesus was talking to them, and, and he had talked about the Holy Spirit other times, but here he was giving them a blow-by-blow -blow description of, of the person of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. He speaks. He guides. He leads. He directs. And Jesus was giving them this description. And then we see in, in Luke 24, 49, as Jesus was getting ready to ascend, he said, I want you to be clothed with power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And that, that word power means strength, ability, and power. So when the Holy Spirit comes, who is part of God, who is part of the Godhead, and Jesus was a physical body, and he went to heaven, and he says, it's an advantage to you that I go, because if I stay here, I'm just one person, but I will go and I will send another being the, of the same kind. That's what that word means, of the same kind. But what happened was the Holy Spirit now came and he lives and he dwelt on every single 
one of us. So where Jesus was in one place, now the Holy Spirit is throughout and all over. In Psalm 139, David says, where can I go from your presence? So Jesus has introduced them, and now he says in Luke 24, he says, I want you to be clothed with power from on high. Who here would like to do things greater than you can do them now? Who here says, my limits are about right here? Have you ever talked to your child and says, that's it, I've had enough? Anybody ever... I've had that said to me, and I've said it. And usually that's like about right here. And we face limits in our own abilities. We face limits in our own abilities. But when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, I believe from the Word of God that He gives you the ability to go beyond what you used to think was your limits. What you used to think was, this is as far as I go. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, because you're clothed with power, you're clothed with strength, and you're clothed with ability, He comes on you, and now you can do something that you couldn't have done before. And it's not because of you, it's because of the Holy Spirit. And there's a power that comes upon you. So last week, we saw that the power in in Acts 1.8, He says, I want you to wait until the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. And I threw out a challenge last week, and I'm not sure how many of you remembered it, but I threw out a challenge for you to check the book of Acts and to read through. Is this dying on me? No, okay, I don't need to yell. If you could read through the book of Acts and see what the Holy Spirit did through ordinary people like you and me. So I did that this week. I I went through the book of Acts. It took me about two and a half to three hours. And I wrote down, and I don't think I got them all, but I wrote down as many miraculous things that I could see. Did anybody else check even one chapter? Awesome. Awesome. Great. I, I, I wrote them down. I want to read them to you. I've had over 30 things from the book of Acts of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is actually a miraculous power. There is a power of the Holy Spirit that is not just a human. We, we think in a human terms, but what we need to think of is we need to think in God possibilities. What does God say? What can God do? So I started reading, and I'll, I just wrote them down. I'm not sure how many I'm going to get through. But in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John go to pray. And there's a lame man who's brought to the gate beautiful. If you can turn with me to Acts chapter 3, And you can pray for me because I'm turning to the chapter. That means it's going to be a while. But I will get you out in time. But I want you to see the effect of the power of God in people's lives. Because I believe what we read here 
is what you and I should be doing and living and accepting and believing for. I'll say that again. This is a good place for an amen. I believe what we read here is what you and I should be believing for, expecting and walking in what I'm reading here. Peter, Peter of all people, just a number of weeks before this happens, in the matter of eight to ten weeks, Peter, in a period of ten weeks, went from cursing and swearing and saying he didn't know Jesus to now being one of the ones who preached and 3,000 souls were turned over to Christ, who gave their life to Christ. In a matter of 10 weeks, he went from denying, he went from being so freaked out from a little girl saying, oh, you sound like you were with Jesus. No, I wasn't. And he denies Christ three times. And yet he's the same one that God says, no, you're the one that I want to preach. Anybody here ever made a bad mistake? Don't raise your hands. Thank you, Kyle. Let me ask you. Anybody here ever denied knowing Jesus? A long time ago. <laughs> Anybody here, having walked with Jesus, grown up in a Christian family, or got saved as a young person or even as an adult, and you've given your life to Jesus, and then you get faced with a situation, and instead of saying, yeah, I know Jesus, you kind of shrivel up and go, no, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. That's kind of the situation Peter, he spent three and a half years with God in the flesh. He walked on water. I've never heard of anybody else doing that. He saw fish and loaves being multiplied. He saw water that was turned into wine. He saw Jesus speak words. He saw Jesus heal people. He saw Jesus speak life and people, dead people, brought to life. He saw Jesus go to Lazarus' grave three or four days in the grave, and he speaks, and he comes out of the grave alive. He sees all these things, heaven on earth, because Jesus brought heaven to earth, and Peter was walking around seeing that, and yet he turns around and he says, I don't know him. I don't have a clue what you're talking about. And then 10 weeks later, somewhere in that time frame, he res in fact, it was 50 days later, they get filled with the Holy Spirit. So seven weeks later, Holy Spirit falls and pours out. And Peter is one of the 12 and he receives baptism of the Holy Spirit. He receives the power from on high. And this is the same Peter. And it says, and Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth. Say lame from birth. Because I want you to understand, sometimes it's actually a whole life 
that they've lived void of the power of God. There are some people around us that have never heard the name Jesus, have never experienced, boy, this is, I should just knock it over now. (laughs) But there are people around us that have never experienced a touch from God. This man was lame from his birth. Do you know how old he was? It says later on, you find out that it was like 40 years old. Peter and John walk up there, and this is amazing. He's been carried there daily at the gate, called Beautiful. And he's asking alms from them. He's asking for money. And he sees Peter and John about to go into the temple, and he asks them. And Peter directs his gaze at them, as did John. And he said, look at us. This is an effect of the power of God on your life. This is something, the Holy Spirit on your life. Can you imagine being as bold as Peter and John in this situation? The power of God comes upon them and they're going to the temple to pray and Peter says, look at me. Can you imagine walking into a store today and somebody's begging and you stop and you say, look at me. Man, you say that, you better be having something good to share with them. You you better be ready. And he says, look at me. And the guy, guy looks at him and he fixes his attention on them, expecting to receive something. And then Peter says, I don't have silver and I don't have gold. But what I have, I'll give you. What I have, I'll give you. This is the power of the Holy Spirit on Peter's life, and this is what you and I can expect. You have something that everybody else outside of you needs. You have something that somebody else needs. And Peter says, listen, look at me. I don't have money. I don't have the silver and the gold. But I've got what you need. Can I have everybody look at me right now? I don't have silver and I don't have gold. But I've got something to give you right now. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the power of the Spirit. That's the power that can break bondages. That's the power that can set captives free. That's the power that can proclaim liberty. That's the power that can say this is the acceptable year of the Lord. That's the power that can say you've been oppressed and depressed, but no more, no more, no more, because the power of the Holy Spirit is on me, and I will give you what I have. Wow. And he looks at it. This freaks me out. I've seen somebody in this church grab somebody by the arms and pull them out of the wheelchair. I've seen that. The person went back in the wheelchair. But you know what? I say, good for you. Good for you. Because you got over it and said, I'm going I'm to take a step and I'm going to see what happens. Peter says, give me your hand. And he takes him by the hand. And all of a sudden, the power of God gets unleashed. 
The power of God gets unleashed, and he takes them by the hand, and I don't know if there's a lightning bolt, I don't know if there's a flash of light, or if it's as simple as just grabbing them by the hand, but he rises up, and immediately he's got strength in his legs. And the Holy Spirit, what he was doing was he was revealing to them what Jesus had did. Because that's what Jesus did. And I just find this amazing. The Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three of them, they're not in competition. They're in communion. I, I'll be honest with you, I, I sometimes get confused figuring out how do I honor and worship God the Father, I can do that because I know a picture of a father and I can do Jesus because I know he came. But how do I honor and worship the Holy Spirit? You honor and worship him by doing what he tells you. You honor and worship him by doing what this word says. You honor and worship him by being obedient to when he speaks to you and listening quickly. You honor and you obey him and you worship him by speaking to him and honoring him. So this morning... We're going to just talk about them. Is that okay, Jeff? Because he likes being talked about. And this morning, the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit was here. He is here. Thank you. My English and grammar aren't always good. But the Holy Spirit is. Who here needs a touch from God? Then let's just talk about him for a while. Are you, are you okay if, if this is a different kind of sermon? I want to build your faith. I want to build your expectation on what Holy Spirit can do because Holy Spirit is God. And he is not a lesser form. He is the same power, the same potency, the same effect as God Almighty. So when he touches you, you're getting touched by God. You're not getting touched by a third or a fourth or a fifth generation later. You're getting touched by God directly. So this morning, if you need a touch from God, I want you just to sit here and I want you to have your ears open and your eyes open and I want you to start receiving what God has for you. <laughs> Turn to, here, here's one for you, Acts 5. If you've got your Bibles or if you've got your phones, turn, scroll, click, tab, whatever, go to Acts 5. And this is a man named Ananias and his wife Sapphira, and they sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back some of them for himself for the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. It wasn't a problem that he brought a part of it. That was not the problem. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep Keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land while it remained unsold. Did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? 
Why is it that you've contrived this deed in your heart? You've not lied to men, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last breath. Oh, man, can you imagine Facebook, Twitter, Instagram blowing up? It's a serious thing when you lie to the Holy Spirit. God help me. This is, this is part of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying you walk around saying, is that the truth? And I'm not telling you to hold somebody's thumb and say, now tell me the truth. What I want you to see is the power of the Holy Spirit and the seriousness of relationship with Him. He takes this serious. He does not play games. He's full of grace, and yet he's full of authority. And then his wife comes, and, he, and Peter says, did you sell it for this month? And she says, much. And he, she says, yeah. And he says, oh, okay. And she, he says, the guys that carried out your husband, they're here to carry you out. Lord, please don't give me that anointing. <laughs> Stay in chapter 5. Verse 11, it says, And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who have heard of these things. You think? <laughs> Verse 15. So that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats. That as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. His shadow. This gets me. Because he didn't even say a word. He didn't say, hey guys, look at me, I've got a shadow. Get behind me and let's watch... He just did his life, a life full of the Holy Spirit. He did his life, and as he's doing his life, even the effect of his shadow caused people to get healed. I ride my bike, I've told you, this week the sun was really low. I cast a long shadow. I didn't pass too many people. But I'm actually watching what happens with my shadow. Because just maybe, just maybe, somebody's going to get touched. And I'm not going to make a doctrine out of it. I'm not going to make a teaching out of it. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. I was listening to a preacher preach yesterday. And this is, and his passion grabbed me. And, and, and I've got to be honest with you, I'm wrecked because I've experienced God and doing the same old, same old, same old is not, it's old. And we've got this community full of churches that do that. We've got this province. We've got all around us churches. And, and I'm not throwing it. I mean, that's what happens. We do the same old, same old. I'm, 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 I'm I want what he wants. 
So this preacher's preaching, and he says he walks into a store. <laughs> I'm saying this because I want you to do this. So I hope you're listening and your eyes are watching. He walks into a store, and he's standing in line. And all of a sudden, somebody starts laughing behind him. And you say, oh, yeah, they must have been watching something. He says, he said they continued to laugh, and the laugh started to change. Have you ever seen somebody laugh? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit takes them to another level. And it's like the laugh, that, that's not, and, the, and he says they start to laugh. He says, and then that laugh, he says, and I knew it was drenched with the Holy Spirit. And actually, this person was in front of him. He says, and actually, he says, what, they paid their bill. They paid, they walked out of the store. He says, and then they got outside beyond the glass and they turned around. He says, and then they looked at me. He said he was in another store. <laughs> He's getting ready to pay and the guy behind him falls over. And it wasn't because he lost his balance. And it wasn't because he got pushed. It was because Holy Spirit is there. When they came to take Jesus, the Holy Spirit's with Jesus, and they come to grab him, and he says, who are you looking for? And they say, we're looking for Jesus. He says, I am he. And it says that the whole crowd just fell back. So yesterday I went to the store. I had to buy some dog food. I know where it is, but I figured I'd take a few extra aisles to get there. What if, if I never do it, I will never see it. If you never do it, if you come here Sunday after Sunday and you just listen and you pat me on the back, which I appreciate, and you say, good word, pastor, and then you leave home and as soon as you're out of the driveway, you forget what was said. There's only a couple people that relate to that. But don't forget what was said, but here, put it in here, and then say, I want some of that. So I'm listening to this guy, and I can't even write notes. I wrote notes of what he said, and I'm just like, I'm wrecked. I got to go to a store. Because I expect something to happen. Because if it happened to Peter, why can't it happen to David? If it happened to Peter, it's going to happen to Adrian. If it happened to Peter, it's going to happen to John. If it happened to Peter, you better watch out, Shane. You're going to have fun when you go to work. If it happened to Peter, it's going to happen, and it can happen, and it will happen to you. This is getting scary, Brother Jeff. Verse 16, the people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. I've had people share with me that they envision this gymnasium wall being full of people on sick beds, and they're getting healed. And that freaks me out. Something about the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And I would suggest to you the power of the Holy Spirit is just the revelation of who Jesus really is. Because he's not doing his own thing. The power of the Holy Spirit reveals who Jesus is. The power of the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus and glorifies him. So when we got the power of the Holy Spirit, we are walking in what Jesus would do. They're not doing something different. They, D, Jesus didn't go to heaven, check out and say, now it's your turn. Let's do, let's do a tag team. Now you're it, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit goes, oh, what do I do? No, Holy Spirit speaks, testifies, and declares what Jesus did. And he brings it back to your remembrance. If you don't know what Jesus did, you read the book and then you will remember because the Holy Spirit will bring it upon you when you don't expect it. I've had people come to me and say, you know what? I got in this situation and all of a sudden I was speaking things to a principal. I was speaking things to somebody else. I didn't even know I knew because they read the book and the Holy Spirit brought it to their remembrance when they needed it. That's power of Holy Spirit living in your life. I've got through three of them. Here's another, I like this one. Chapter 5. And this is amazing because God does something amazing and you're either going to have people agreeing with it or people wanting to put you in jail. If you look at the story of Lazarus, Lazarus gets healed. Dead, brought to life. And it says, I think, the next chapter or the chapter after that, people wanted to go and kill him. (laughs) Shouldn't they be celebrating like, no, no, because you spoiled what I had going. God help us. God help me. I want to spoil some of you. So the high priest rose up in verse 17 of Acts 5. And all who were with him, that's the party of the Sadducees, And they were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak. An angel of the Lord comes. I don't think we have enough visitations because we don't have enough expectation. I don't think we've got enough visitations of the Holy Spirit and angelic visitations because quite simply, he doesn't need to do anything because I'm not doing anything. That was a good place not to say amen. (laughs) You want to experience God? (laughs) Get yourself in a place where only he can help you. It's very easy. As long as I'm doing what David can do, I don't really need God to help me. As long as I'm doing what David's capable of doing, God just says, there's more. I said, no, I got it, God. It's okay. We're good. We're good. This is precious. This is good. But I don't need any more. I want to stir you up so badly that you do some crazy things. That you take some steps on water. And if you're scared, start from the shore so that it's not too deep that you won't sink too far don't have to take a boat into the middle of the lake. Just start on the side and start taking a step. But I want to mess with you. I believe Holy Spirit wants to mess with you. Because there's a world outside these walls that's dying. And if you don't think so, this last week, 
gave a pretty good example of the state of our two countries and the condition of our hearts. And what we need is we need an outpouring of Jesus. We don't need a discussion of this and that. We just need Jesus to heal our land. And he does that through you and through me. He did his work. He says it's finished. He said now it's your turn. Don't ask me for my notes because I don't really have any notes. I want power of the Holy Spirit. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the things I'd like to see happen, I can't do. I hope I've stirred your faith this morning. I hope I've kind of messed with you thinking a bit. I hope Holy Spirit has pricked you. I hope he's caused you to look at the Word of God a little different. I hope, and my prayer, I'm, I want to see this place filled, but I don't want to see this filled with lukewarm people. I want to see this place filled with people who say, God touched me, I don't know what happened, but I used to be blind and now I see. Because you can only give to somebody what measure you have received. So if you want to give somebody something, you get in a position where you need to receive from God. And you can go down the street and you can say, I used to be blind, but now I see. Let me reach out and grab you. I, you know what? I used to do this, but now I don't. Because of the power of God and the Holy Spirit in my life, I can now share with you. I believe in the practical. The practical is real. The Holy Spirit is really practical, but he's also really powerful. And he can give you something that you could not do yourself. And that's where the power of the Holy Spirit comes. And he gives you greater strength. When you couldn't do it before and you can't stand it, all of a sudden Holy Spirit comes and he gives you more patience. He gives you more joy. He gives you a handshake when you wanted to plow the guy. He gives you ability that you didn't have. If you're a candidate, stand up. If you're a candidate to get to know him more, and we're going to take some time. The music can play, but I want you just to speak to him. Just talk with him. Plead your case. Tell him you need him. Give him a situation. I don't care, but speak to him. Ask him to touch you. And I believe he can do something right now and he can affect your heart right now that you'll have a greater awareness in the Holy Spirit in your life.
if you want to come to the front. We're going to take just a couple moments, but we're just going to honor and seek.